dim the lights because it's time for another edition of the Box Office Preview Podcast, an on-stage blog podcast network production. I am your host, Greg Earhart, contributor to on-stage blog and on-screen. Joining me today, my co-host, his reviews will send you to the heavens before it sends you to hell. It's on-screen chief critic, Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to send you to the moon. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going with that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. The uh, the box office performance of Hustlers certainly almost got to the moon uh, this weekend by uh, by overperforming significantly. Uh, it's uh, tracking as of couple, uh, not it's tracking necessarily as of this weekend, but tracking as of a month ago. Mm. Uh, again. We we were not we did not do a box office uh, episode of Hustlers simply because we didn't think much of it at the time when we were making the schedule a couple months ago. Uh, thought it was just going to be another kind of throwaway stripper movie, basically, for lack of a better word. And um, that's just what it looked like from the trailer and stuff. That wasn't you know that's not to denigrate what the movie's message is. Um, clearly, it's something more than that. It's something the audience is was craving for it has it's has an 88 percent rotten tomato score and did 33 million in the box office this weekend so in lieu of us not uh doing an episode last week we are going to do see don't see and bonus questions for that later in the podcast um i do want to get but uh what the movie that did win the weekend was it chapter two um so this particular weekend it chapter two did 40.7 million and why and it's opening weekend it did uh what do we got 92 92 million yeah i think so maybe two yeah which is feels like we should know these things before <laughs> <laughs> as i said this is a heavily researched 90, 90 91 91 and uh so that means so ken predicted 97 and i predicted 110 so can you win the week there yeah that's uh, a huge victory on my part yeah well and uh do i have regrets um yeah i mean i, I regret it i ignored the sort of momentum of the tracking heading downward you know for the last few mm-hmm. weeks i just i just thought it was a pretty hyped for sequel and i thought it was uh, especially because it was ending with chapter two i thought people would really come out to kind of see the finale um not the case i, I think i also underestimated the impact of the three-hour running time yeah that's a that's def- i think that's definitely a factor yeah so maybe yeah, the biggest factor <laughs> quite possibly yeah um it's a lot you know it's a lot to ask uh, especially for a horror movie yeah. so you know a pretty significant drop from opening weekend still i mean when you're doing 90 you're doing fine um you know for a movie just you know uh yeah, that's so no yeah but interesting to note here so it's right now it's running box office tallies about 153 when it opened at 92 that's that's a pretty low number for a 90 opening typically i mean again the you expect to see box office after the second weekend to be about double the f- the first weekend. You know, if you're if that's about a typical opening, maybe a little bit less. But this is only about sixty percent higher than the opening weekend total. That's a little that's a little problematic. I think it doesn't speak well to its ending multiplier. Um, it could you know it, this might only end up in the two hundred million two ten two ten range, which would be which would be pretty small. I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that it's a September release and. You know, maybe a little seasonal um, impact. Yeah, because yeah, the multiplier for the first one wasn't actually that great. Um, I mean, I think it ended up, I think it was a pretty typical, but for a pretty, bold, a pretty love movie, 
for Rotten Tomato, you know, above 85%. Uh, you expected more. Um, so, yeah, no, there might be something to it. Again, long running time and people just yeah. saying, I'll, I'll wait this out. You know, I would, I mean, I would say the runtime and the, the slightly lower reviews kind of put a damper on things. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we'll keep an eye on that going forward. Now, Ken, you had that movie on your fantasy box office, so I know you're particular. You're, you're watching. I've been getting te- yes. text messages from you about the daily box office <laughs> for, the, for the first time, I think ever. You know, like ah, this Wednesday number is only eight million. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was a pyrrhic victory that uh, I won the uh, the opening weekend estimate. Um, so right. it's uh, <laughs> obviously I wish that uh, that you had won. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, not after I saw the um, the opening tracking for uh, Arctic Dogs, which is like only in the twenty five million range total, not opening weekend total. That's <laughs> <laughs> all not like oh boy, this is gonna be another ugly dolls <laughs> uh, yep. p- performance. But let's get to another movie that's on your fantasy box office, which is also coming out this weekend, which is Ad Astra, mm-hmm. um, which is coming out alongside Rambo: Last Blood. We're gonna open with Ad Astra. And uh, it stars Brad Pitt, and it is a space movie. And to be a little bit more specific for the plot, uh, the plot is... I got it right here if you want me to read it. Yeah, uh, I got it. Okay. Uh, so Brad Pitt, who plays an astronaut, Roy McBride, he travels to the outer edges of the solar system. He's looking for his father. There's a mystery that his father went out to space. Uh, they don't know where he went or what he did out there, and it's he has to unravel a mystery. There's also the fate of our planets at stake, um, and this looks to be a sort of partially existential movie about why humans exist and then what we're doing in the grand scheme of the cosmos and the galaxy and uh, and that sort of thing. So it looks like an interesting blend of action, mystery, and and wonder, I guess, and uh, and philosophy, perhaps. It is directed by James Gray, who's had a couple of interesting uh, performances. I'll let you kind of get more into um, into Mr. Gray. Most notably, he last directed Lost City of Z, mm-hmm. um, which never got a particularly wide release, but was pretty well regarded, I think, by most. Um, most famously yeah, before that's, that. That's, that's what you can say about most of his movies, actually. <laughs> right. Most famously, before they did We Own the Night in 2007, he's done some other ones. Again, as you said, of little, um, of little uh, impact, uh, shall we say? But this one, yeah, this one's getting a wide release. It was getting initial Oscar contendery buzz. You know, I don't think the reviews indicate it's quite in that category. But um, but Ken, let's start off with Brad Pitt because he's sort of the big storyline, I think, from this movie. He's back in the leading role. Mm. He's done he's done some, you know, side character roles um, for the most part leading up to this. More notably, of course, for Once Upon a Time in California, where he literally plays Hollywood Leonardo DiCaprio's right. <laughs> you know, um, you know, backup is his backup basically. Yeah, that was a co lead role. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but in ter- understood, understood. Um, yes. So. What's your temperature on Brad Pitt now getting back into this is a pure leading man's role. Um, and what's your temperature, what you're expecting from him uh, from this movie? Uh, well, I mean, I love space movies like this. Oh, oh don't 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 uh, steal so from not, C, don't see not to not to not to. Yeah, not to step on that. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to, to Brad Pitt in in this kind of movie. Um, he's he's taken a little bit of time uh off in the last couple of years um yeah. you know he had a, a 
blink a literally a blink and you miss it uh cameo in in deadpool 2 yes the, van- right. the vanisher <laughs> that's right <laughs> and uh really uh aside from the netflix movie war machine in 2017 that you know hasn't uh really had much of anything um since allied in 2016 so it's uh it's been a good year for him well-reviewed movies and yeah right right and when he's when he's being counted on to really carry a movie he tends to get stiffer um and sort of my uh, just sort of my memory of of his performances in some of these things. And I'm hoping he's clearly a better, I, I he's definitely, I think it's arguably he's acted better as a character actor, as a side actor than he mm. has sort of as a, as the, as the star, so to speak. So I'm interested if he takes anything from his most recent roles and sort of really turns into his performance to really kind of give off something and put a little bit extra edge to it. Um, it's, 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 it's a potentially juicy role, some good father son stuff going on here. Um, I've been watching, rewatching interstellar, um, recently, which is, looks like a similar kind of movie <laughs> as this. Yeah. Um, it feels in the same vein. <laughs> yeah. But Matthew which, McConaughey, again, yeah. all four. Right. Right. And the movie is, I don't want to get on an interstellar tangent, but it's 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 definitely one of Christopher Nolan's messier movies. I definitely think it's an interesting his most interesting movie, but yet his most messy his messiest movie. It's um, it's it's flawed, but it's ambitious. <laughs> right. Very so ambitious I, and very yeah, I would I would rather have a, a messy uh movie that, that goes for it and and, and fails on the process. And a messy movie that's just a disaster. And And McConaughey went for it too. You know, I mean, he this was a. I I like McConaughey in that movie. Yeah, Yeah. no, 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 I did too. And it was a particularly extra McConaughey performance. You know, in in this, so uh, no, he was enjoyable to watch. I thought he was. I thought he was very good. And uh, so interested to see if Pitt. Well, just really to see what Pitt does uh, with this role. Um. The second story is again James Gray. I think some some people are predicting this could be his catapult. Um, I'm a bit skeptical of that, given that if <laughs> I don't know why it would have taken this long. Um, yeah, I don't know why this would be the movie because it doesn't look like it's going to make a huge impact in the box office or probably the Oscars. But um, what's your James Gray take uh, heading? Into I mean, this? I've I've seen really just two of his movies before this: uh, yeah. Lost City of Z and Two Lovers. Uh, I didn't see We Own the Night or The Immigrant, mm. uh, and and those are probably you know, mostly uh, movies that I think the majority of people haven't even heard of. Right. Uh, right. So yeah, it's it, you can never necessarily predict like what movies are gonna cause a director to to break out or you know catch the eye of of studios. Right. Uh, and and I guess this is the one. For him, I mean, we'll see what happens next. Uh, he he does have one IMDb credit already listed as in pre-production, called "I Am Pilgrim." Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, uh, all it says is a former spy. It's not a Scott Pilgrim. That's not a Scott Pilgrim uh, sequel. Uh, no, we're sure. Okay. We're not sure. that I know of. It's, okay. it's based on a novel, not a uh, <laughs> a, a, a comic book series. Um, a former spy is called out of retirement to assist in an unusual investigation. Okay. And no cast or anything. Yeah. 
with us. Do you see any potential, um, like when you were watching Lost of the Z, was there any potential that he could be make like a potentially special movie? Or oh yeah, Lost City, Lost Z um, looked like a million bucks. Really? It, okay. it, 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 yeah, visually, it's a, a spectacular movie, and it, it tells a really good story. It's just uh, he, he he tends to tell uh, before this point. Uh, they're usually uh, kind of period pieces he's been known for. Um, Lost City Z took place in, like, I want to say the 1800s. Um, and that's, that's like, searching the Amazon River. Right. Uh, and then The Immigrant is, is like, turn of the century, um, uh, like, New York City. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's that stuff and, and uh, like, personal dramas. Okay. So that's that's kind of his calling card. I, I like um, I think this 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 feels like a good combination of what he does, where, it, um, you know, obviously space is a little different than lost, you know, exploring the Amazon. But there is that exploration. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's also like the personal. So he, I, I love the movies uh, where you have a big uh like adventure, but also like a personal tale inside of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so Lost City of Z gives him promise that uh, that's something that he can pull off with this one. Okay. And so speaking of space exploration, so the last storyline I had was, is we were in a little bit of an apex as far as space exploration movies go in the last decade or so. We had Gravity um, that came out uh, in oct- early October, Alfonso yep. uh, Cuaron and spectacular, you know, space. It was not a space exploration movie. That was like, you know, that was um, a survive <laughs> staying space. alive, yeah. a state, right, space survival. And then Interstellar, which again was a, a little bit more polarizing uh, movie, but still as a box office, definite box office hit. And it's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, there's uh, been some there's been some good ones. I'd, I'd throw Moon out there. That's one that mm-hmm. was uh, about 10 years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the the movie that's so the movie that has me a little bit spooked just from a box office point of view is First Man uh, that came out last year, and I, okay. I say this particularly yeah. because I I had it on my fantasy box office roster and I was counting on <laughs> it to do big things, and uh, and it was really just a dud. It sort of came and went. It was well reviewed. Um, it had a very notable director attached to it, Ryan Gosling, and just it literally just came and went. You know? Yeah, I mean there was. There was unfortunate and I think uh, excessive and unnecessary and misfounded uh, criticism of that movie in advance of its release mm-hmm. uh, that, that I think maybe turned away some audience goers that would have otherwise gone to see it. Yeah, and I, I really we argued we actually argued when uh, once upon a time box office preview was a written um, uh, column and we argued in that last year about if Ryan Gosling uh, was a box office star and you flatly said you didn't care whether he was or not. Right. Right. Which is well, that's sort but, of yeah, first man was the, opposite of the point of this. Right. I know. I know. But first man, first man was unfairly maligned last year because of a stupid uh, controversy okay, uh, American sort of flag, around yeah. the American flag. Right. And, and you don't have that with, with this movie. So yeah, I, right. I would say that, uh, you know, it, I think it's more of your, like you said, uh, irrational uh, fear based on what you experienced last year. Than right. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think Go- Gosling was just not a proven box office uh, draw, frankly. So yeah, no, so, so it could be nothing. And and this movie's expected to open somewhere in the twenties thereabouts. So yeah, it's a solid result. Want to get to see? Don't see. Let's do it. For those of us joining for the first time, See Don't See is our way to quantify our, our interest in seeing the movie uh, in a theater versus us just saying, eh, I don't know if I want to see it or I sort of want to see it. Uh, we we're going to put a number value to it. So I'm going to read several categories associated to the actor and director and plot elements, trailer elements, and we're going to sign a score of negative three to positive three. With positive three being we are there opening night, negative three meaning no, uh, no, no chance we're going to see this movie. Uh, Ken, are you ready? We'll start with that Astra. Uh, ready as I'm going to be. All right, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. He's come up a couple of times uh, in the last few months in C. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm probably. I really. I'm a big fan of Brad Pitt in general. Uh, I've seen a lot of his movies. Let me clarify probably, this. It's Brad Pitt in a leading role. We'll just be a little bit more specific. No, 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 even, no, just, I want to get that on the record. Even then, I'm I'm a big <laughs> fan, and I've seen most of his movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to put that set at two. Two? Just okay. because he's he's kind of, I don't know, taking a step back in a way yeah. uh, from leading man roles in general over the last, like, well, actually, most of this decade. Um, yeah. And So, yeah, like a two. Bordering okay. on tr- closer to a three, like two and a half, than than an outright two. Okay, uh, so I'd be a two if it was in a supporting role. I'm a zero as a leading man, wow. just based on history. Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna get me out there if he's in the if he's the star. Uh, James Gray, director James Gray. Hmm, probably a one, just mm-hmm. based on um, again, like the few movies I've seen of his, I've liked, even though I haven't rushed out to see them i did i did see lost city z in the theater and and enjoyed it um i caught two lovers on on netflix um but yeah uh, one okay uh i'm a zero uh i haven't seen any of his movies i haven't really the only person i've heard talk about him is you um (laughs) so i'm just i'm a zero because i need to see something uh tommy lee jones hmm Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. I will also put at a one. I generally, wow. generally speaking, I trust his uh, selection of movie roles. Yeah. Uh, but I also feel like he's kind of um, wound down in the last couple of years. Yeah. I feel, I think he's been, I have to go over. I, I remember a couple of, small duds but overall i think he's actually been better as he's gotten older because i think he's actually right like toned down his act a bit like i've been watching Mm. lincoln a lot lately um he's incredible in lincoln i think um he's also really good in captain america you know again very kind of supporting supporting role but really just a pitch perfect tone for that so uh, i'm a a solid two i think for tommy lee jones okay Uh, so in a supporting role uh donald sutherland Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Probably a zero. He doesn't uh, necessarily move the needle for me. Uh, he moves the needle for me, but in a negative direction. Oh, wow. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm a minus one on him. Yeah. Is this, uh, <laughs> is this because of the, the Hunger Games movie? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Mm. I really wish it was someone else other than him. 
he wasn't terrible, but I, he wasn't good. I don't think either. And I really, I think someone else would have really filled the role better um, as, as it needed to be. Uh, it's my take. Okay, uh, a couple more space exploration movies. All you know is about the movie is it's a space exploration movie. Mm, I think you know my answer on this one. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I am a full fledged three. Yeah, I am a two as well. They're always interesting, and especially yeah. with a decent director. Um, these are these are kind of my jam. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, father son movies. All you know is it's a movie that explores a relationship between a father and son in some capacity. Hmm. Yeah, I'm probably, uh, probably, I want to say a one, but it's probably mm-hmm. closer to a two. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll say one. One, okay. Yeah. Um. I. Mm-hmm. I'm a zero. Uh, okay. Just zero on it. Yeah, let's we'll just leave it at that. Uh, let's see. Last one. Movies. Uh, all you know about the movie is there's like a gun battle on the moon. That's that's all. That's all you know. Ooh. About, right. <laughs> right. And so they're riding right. space <laughs> <boom> right. buggies. <laughs> right. Right. Even better. Um, yeah. Gun battle on the moon. Let's go with. Uh, I'll go with the one for that. Ooh, I'm a two. Yeah. That oh, looks, okay. That's badass. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's see. What's your score? Uh, your score is carry the two. Da, 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 da. Let's see how many fingers do I have? Now uh, you are a nine out of seven categories. I am a five out of seven categories. So you're yeah. more interested in me. It makes sense. You love Brad Pitt. Uh, I got only one bonus question for you. Okay. If the trailer showed Brad Pitt like face to face with like an alien. Any type of alien, just like they they spill that, and he's he's gonna have like some type of confrontation with an alien face to face. Are you more in, less in, or or uh, neutral? Um, probably neutral, but for this movie, I would probably be more negative. Oh, more negative. Oh, okay. Just because it doesn't seem like <laughs> aliens should factor into this kind of story. <laughs> Okay. All right. I, I'm way more interested if that's, oh, if that's okay. Case. Oh yeah. Brad Pitt versus alien. I'm in. Come on, take him <laughs> on. All right. We're going to do hustlers. Uh, Cause again, we didn't do it last week and uh, got a couple emails asking for it. So uh, we're going to make the fans happy here. All right. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. I am. Uh, yeah. I'm probably a zero on that one. Oh, really? She doesn't, she doesn't really move the needle for me. Uh, one way or the other. So I, I think she's an underrated actress. Um, I would, is, I would agree with that. Yeah, and I actually wish she did some more things, um, particularly in um, more potentially Oscar baity movies, even uh, or even just you know fun movies. Um, so I'm definitely interested. I think at least a one, maybe maybe a two. About a two. Really? Yeah. What was, la- what was? Let me ask you. What was the last Jennifer Lopez movie you saw in the theater? Uh, g- that g- kind of jiggly. Uh, jiggly. Um, okay. No, I'm I'm, I, I no. honestly don't think I've ever seen a Jennifer Lopez movie in the theater. So, I mean, the last, just, what was the last movie? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, isn't that part of the uh, our appeal? You know, one to three or well, zero to this, three. About this isn't this isn't box whatever. office preview as of ten years ago. This is box office preview I, today. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Cardi B. All you know about the movie is Cardi B is in, in the movie. Uh, yeah, again, uh, not not uh, 
I'm not in on Cardi B. So this is going to be a, I, <laughs> going to be a lot of zeros across the board on this one, I think. Okay, I'm a minus three on Cardi B and anyone of similar ilk from the music industry that tries to be in movies. Mm. Uh, Constance Wu, that's all you know about is she's in the movie. Uh, hmm, again, probably zero. After Crazy Rich Asians, I probably would have been at a one. Uh, and then with her, you know, little Twitter tirade a couple months ago <laughs> about her show getting picked up, uh, right. that probably dropped it back down. It, that would have been a negative one. So they cancel each other out. So zero. Zero. I'm a zero as well. Uh, okay. Lizzo. Yeah. Uh, zero. <laughs> zero. Minus three for me. Okay. Uh, all you know about the movies involves uh, involves strippers. It involves uh, the plots <laughs> about strippers. That's all you know about the movie. It's all I know about the movie. <laughs> this is a very difficult answer, uh, question to answer. <laughs> I know. I, uh, my wife's not listening to this one. Um, but <laughs> I, again, that, that's... Uh, well, Zero, I guess. Zero. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm mildly interested. I want to know more. Mildly. It depends. Like it's that. That's a. That's a category that's all over the map. (laughs) When it comes to, uh, right. You know, good, good or bad. Right. I mean, the good being showgirls, of course. I mean, that's right. Yes, one hundred percent. Showgirls, (laughs) good example of a stripper movie. Yeah. Also, you should probably put Demi Moore's uh, strip tease up there. Sure. Too. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Pillars of the uh, of the stripper <laughs> subgenre. That's 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 a ripple effect coming up, right? Yeah. Like strip te- strip tease ripple effect. Yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. It'll be episode like nine hundred. <laughs> All right. Last one. I only came up. I only came up with six uh, for this one. So last one. A uh, movie about uh, sleazy Wall Street types being taken down. That's all you know about it. Is this movie, mm. whoever it is, they're taking down Wall Street uh, and Wall Street types. I mean, it is it is good to see, uh, you know, rich yuppies kind of get their comeuppance in movies. <laughs> right. right. So I'll put that. I'll put that at a one. Yeah, they're good. They're good villains. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're easy foils. Yeah, I'm a two. Yeah, yeah I'm a two. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's see. You are a one. You are a one out of six, so it's like barely, barely interested. I'm a minus one out of six. Thank you, Cardi B and Lizzo. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, I, I have three bonus questions, though. Uh, let's see. Uh, if it was directed by a man, if it was directed by a man, would you be more or less or neutrally interested? Uh, uh, neutral. I don't even know who the director of this movie is. <laughs> Well, it's a woman. I'll tell you. I'll t- okay. Well, I mean, I figured based on the question. I just... Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it moves some people away or whatever, but I'm, I'm a zero. But I had to ask. Um, the male gaze because of the male director. Right. If the if the movie had a white save male white male savior role played by let's say Keanu Reeves, would that make you more or less or uh, neutrally uh, interested in the movie? Uh. <laughs> what those landmines I'm throwing at? <laughs> I mean, the Keanu part would make me more interested, but the the white male savior part, 
would right. probably neutral to negative. So like the dancers try and get bad, and they had some success, but then they get. But they know, need some. They need, to, right. that, <laughs> they need that. They need that uh, token white guy to right, from uh, the like, inside, right? Right. Someone... To, to get him over the top. <laughs> <That's so>. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's like carrying a flame for like Jennifer Lopez from back in like high school. Or right. 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 Yeah. No. Or, exactly. Exactly. Or like it's his, uh, you know, his his favorite stripper at the club or whatever. Like, or he like he come like he he finds Jesus, you know, like so he went to the club, but right. then like he realized like he's all you know yes. the error of his ways. He has, he has he has a yeah crisis of conscience kind of, kind of thing, <laughs> right? Uh, actually, I'm way more interested now. That sounds like a good actually thing, but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he would also have to say like. I have a mother and I also have a sister, so I. I that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> push maybe, all the buttons. Or maybe he buys the club and then like closes it down and then starts like a foundation or a charity, like a feminist charity or something, yes. you know, with with his Wall Street money or with the other yeah. guy's Wall Street money. Yeah, or yeah. they make, or they go the other way, and they have they have some white guy buy the strip club mm-hmm. and then try to shut it down. Oh right. Like, Right. And, and like sabotage it like major league style. <laughs> oh, I like this is better. I mean, uh, this would have opened at seventy million if we uh, <laughs> if we were in charge of this. So. All right, that's. I thought I had three, but actually, only have two. So we'll uh, we'll move on here. Uh, we're gonna, let's touch on Rambo real quick um, because it is opening and. As we'll get to in our box office preview predictions, uh, it's actually projected to open higher than Ad Astra. Um, so they're making another Rambo sequel. I don't know why. I don't know who's asking for this. They've t- they've subtitled it Last Blood, um, which is, I think, supposed to signify this <laughs> probably much to Sylvester Stallone's chagrin. This is going to be the last Rambo movie because um, yeah. the first one was called First Blood. This is going to be called Last Blood. I don't... I, I forget. Did we talk about in this podcast um, the interview Stallone did with GQ? I think it was GQ about... I don't think so. I don't think I so. read basically, that. Yeah, that it, crazy. we talked about this a lot over text. It's like, it was a really sad interview because like he has so much like um, bitterness towards like his career in the movie industry. Like he yeah. he really feels like he should have been not only even a bigger star but richer. And this is coming from who a guy who was clearly one of the top three action stars of the eighties. I mean, bar none. Yeah. I mean, he had several. I mean, I mean, he was Rocky. Oh, yeah. Hud's sakes, he had Rambo, which is two huge franchises. A number Demolition of other Man. <laughs> Demolition. I mean, no, he had a, he had a huge movie. Over the top. <laughs> right. Tango and Cash. Right. He did the Expendables, which was very I mean, that was him. You know, he was very successful box office wise. Um he's, he had um he's a very prolific screenwriter too. Like he's written movies you would never have guessed was him, like thoughtful movies, you know, too. So yeah. it's like and he's just still really bitter about it. And I just, it's really sad. I'm just, I'm very sad about it. He's clearly trying to hang on. Like there's, he's going to be part of the next Creed movies coming up. I think, I think in a GQ interview, talk about there's another rock, like he's going to try and do another Rocky movie too. Like, I don't know how he's going to be. I thought they were doing a Rocky TV series. Oh God. Jesus. Like sure. a, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, like on he's, some streaming service or something. Like he's trying to hang on however he can, and um, it's just it's really sad because uh, he would he should be really proud of his career. He's done what very few men did, especially from his background and coming the the story mm-hmm. of him writing and directing Rocky um, is incredible, and um, you know he should be really proud of that. So 
We're getting a Rambo movie. Uh, it's basically the plot of Taken, from what it sounds like. Uh, someone <laughs> close to him has been kidnapped, and he's going to seek revenge on the kidnappers, and uh, and that's going to be that. Um, last blood. <laughs> right. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any takes on this before we get to see it? See. I have no interest in seeing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's my one take. What was the last? I, what was my, the last my other. What's that? What was the last Rambo movie you saw? Uh, John Rambo. Oh God, was that a movie? Was that was that yeah, was the last yeah. one? That was the last yeah. one. Okay, pretty sure he ripped the guy's throat out. <laughs> I thought that was MacGruber. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think MacGruber got that from from oh, John okay. Rambo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, they obviously they did like the three or four Rambo right. movies in three. the eighties. Three, and then after the success of Rocky Balboa in the two right. thousands, they obviously he had to bring back. John right. Rambo in oh, okay. the same style, yeah, and right. and he goes back to, I think he goes back to Vietnam or somewhere in in sure. Southeast Asia to save a, a a group of like Christian missionaries or something mm-hmm. that were taken hostage, and you know nothing says saving Christian missionaries like slaughtering a bunch of um, <laughs> a bunch of East Asian people. Right, right. I don't know. So it sounds like a remake of the mission too while we're at it, but uh <laughs> And this one's supposed to take place in like Mexico or South America I, I, or no, something? I, I, all I, America. All I heard from that trailer was uh, you know, you took her from me, now I'll get you back or something. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I also I, my my one t- my one take for this movie is I think he's gonna die. I hope well no, no, because I mean he's that's like do another one if he wants. No, I mean, I obviously like <laughs> the last blood like title yeah. kind of indicates that, but right. I think right. based on like some of the stuff I was seeing in the trailer, maybe he's like sacrificing himself to like, uh, save people or, or whatever. So I've only, uh, I've only ever, the only rainbow movie I've ever seen was the first one. Um, and the first, the first one's notable in that it's one of the most surprising and unconventional unconventional endings to a movie like that mm. uh ever really i remember it really shook me uh, when i watched it i think as a teenager i believe um maybe a little bit older because i mean actually i mean those action i mean rambo's the first rambo is not really an action movie it no, sort it's, of it's is a, in parts but um yeah it's, it's a vietnam veteran like coming home almost drama like, yeah, and the credits rolling while he's like on this monologue, this really angry like monologue is really. I mean, that was a ballsy. That was just a, such a ballsy ending, and uh, and you know the rest of the franchise has turned into a pretty stereotypical action. Oh yeah, movie, which is sort of the antithesis of what <laughs> the point yeah. of the first one was. So, all right, let's do uh, see don't see real quick here. Uh, Rambo, Rambo franchise. All you know about it is the Rambo franchise. See I mean, I've seen them all, but for the most part, I think they're all. This aside from the first one, completely forgettable. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna say like negative two. Yep, that was my score as well. Minus two for me. Um, Sylvester Stallone. All you know is Sylvester Stallone is the lead actor. Yeah, I'm gonna put that at a. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say one, but then you said lead actor. Yeah. And I think he's he's more he's better suited as. A supporting guy, yeah, uh, supporting role now. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say zero. Zero. Okay. Uh, I am a minus two as well. I'm, I'm for a lead actor. Yeah. 
I just he had his run. It's done. It's time for him to move on, and he's not. Yeah. So that's sort of uh, all I know about the movie is it's like a Taken plot. It's it's like the plot of Taken, basically, <laughs> just applied uh, somewhere else. I mean, Someone's I got a pretty good idea. What, Go I got a pretty good idea what your answer is going to be, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say one. Yeah, one. Uh that's about where I am as well. I oh, mean, I it's... thought you would have been a three. Um, okay. Not... No, not quite. I mean, like if it's Liam Neeson in the plot of Ticket, <laughs> yes, I'm a, I'm a three. But yeah, yeah, no. But just uh, the plot's overworked, but it's it works. It's effective, obviously, and uh, and it usually leads to good things. So, but you know, I gotta see who else is involved. So yeah, I'm also a one. Uh, that's all I had for for Rambo Last Blood. I think that's what that's the movie boils down to. That's enough. I do have two bonus questions. Uh, uh, really? Do you think Rambo deserves bonus questions? Oh, oh, oh! Just just wait. Just <laughs> okay. Wait. Um, if the movie instead was like a prequel and they aged um, down Sly Stallone Rambo with oh, CGI, wow. like so it's like young Sylvester Stallone playing young That's Rambo. That's a good question. Uh-huh. Would you be more or less? Like, so well, he's actually like in Vietnam. So maybe right. So right, he could be in Vietnam, or it could be even before Vietnam. Maybe like so, oh, wow. like you know. Um, and it, it maybe maybe it's back and forth. So maybe it's still last mm. blood, but they show like flashbacks to like young Rambo. Maybe in, right, perhaps in Vietnam. And stuff. I would, uh, you know what? I would be <laughs> slightly more interested in. Wow. That. Okay. Okay. Just because uh, I, it could be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> right. I am too. I am more interested. Yeah. I'm more interested. It's too bad they didn't. Um, last one. If Frank Stallone was involved, <laughs> if Frank Stallone was involved in this movie, would that make you more or less or neutrally interested? Only if Norm. He's I would still be more. Lot. I would He's be more lot. interested only if uh, Norm Macdonald showed up to make a joke about Frank Stallone. <laughs> uh, and and that's that's a shout out to. My favorite uh, weekend update uh, anchor from SNL. Yeah, right. Uh, who always used to throw a Frank Stallone <laughs> joke into the segment every once right. in a while. <laughs> right. But now that would, that would, uh, yeah, not okay. interest me at all. Okay. Yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. I don't think I've ever. If Frank Stallone's been in a movie that I've seen, I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't point him out. Okay. Uh, all right, let's do uh, let's do some Rotten Tomato reviews. Uh, let's start with Ad Astra. So Ad Astra right now is eighty two percent positive over forty five reviews. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I read a couple. Well, again, most of the reviews are good. Uh, Ad Astra's from Anthony Lane in New Yorker. Ad Astra's Gray's most formidable paradox to date: liable to leave you awed, confused, and sad. Hmm. Uh, another one from David Ehrlich from IndieWire. One of the most ruminative, withdrawn, and curiously optimistic space odysseys. This side of Solaris. This side yeah. of Solaris. Okay. Uh, one more positive. Julian Roman from MovieWeb. Ad Astro's equivalent to two hours of interstellar therapy accompanied by mind-blowing visual effects. Thankfully, the superb action scenes rescue the narrative from introspection overload. That's right. We, we need an hour and a half of introspection. That's, <laughs> that's a box office success for you. Uh, one negative review. Let's see. From J. J Don Burnham from Splash Report. A visually stunning film with a great nuanced performance by Brad Pitt. Nevertheless, feels distant and cold. If the central character is so keen on being even keeled... They cannot bring himself to care about anything that happens. Why should we? Okay. Um, no reviews for Rambo. 
I don't I don't think we're gonna get them till about like Friday afternoon. Yeah, that would be my guess too. <laughs> Friday morning wouldn't surprise me. Uh, we, let, let's uh, make some bonus predictions for Rotten Tomato of Last Blood. Oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty thirty two percent. Oh yeah, you're right around my number. I had twenty eight written down. Mm. With that, uh, okay. Well, let's make some box office predictions. Uh, so we'll make it for Ad Astra first. So Ad Astra is tracking um, in the low twenty million dollar range. Boxoffice.com is predicting officially um, eighteen million with a with their range of sixteen to twenty one million. So pretty focused. Um, tracking right now uh ken start us off what is your prediction Mm. 18 sounds like a really solid number it also wouldn't surprise me if this performs a little bit lower than that Mm. Mm. (laughs) i don't want to go too low because obviously i have this movie on my (laughs) roster so i don't i i need it to perform uh, decently i'm I'm gonna be optimistic i'm gonna say 17.5 17.5 okay uh i i think 20 is right on the mark here so i um i will go 20 20. 20.0 uh rambo last i hope you i hope you're right on that one (laughs) that's right uh rambo last blood uh so again Similar tracking here. Box office is projecting 22 million to beat Ad Astra with a range of 20 to 25 million. Um, I will start off. I can't believe this opening is this high. Like when I was doing fantasy box office prep, I was thinking like 15 tops mm. uh, kind of thing. I'm going to believe they're tracking a little bit, especially it's gone up. Um, I'm, I'm sadly, sadly going to predict this is going to beat Ad Astra, and I'll go $23.2 million. Mm. Ken, what say you? I'm going to say it's lower than that. I'm going to say it's still going to beat Ad Astra, but I'm going to say 20 point. I'll go 20 even. 20 even, okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, interesting weekend in, in box office movies. We'll look to see if Hustlers um, continues to have a strong hold and how It Chapter 2 does mm-hmm. uh, in the coming weeks. So a bit a bit on the schedule. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I can't believe we've uh, completely skipped over Downton Abbey. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I, I, let you, I, let, I let you quarterback this thing. So. <laughs> I mean, look, Downton Abbey comes down to if you've seen the show and you like it, you're gonna go. You're gonna go see it. If not, I highly doubt you're gonna. Funny walk thing it. is, that's what all the reviews sound like too. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So yes, if you've seen the show, you're gonna love this. If you right. haven't, then yeah, whatever. it's 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 beneath our previewing because it's just what it comes down to. So yes, that's. Uh, <laughs> That is my take. Chris appreciates uh, your. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> That's right. The so a little bit on the schedule. So so next week is when Abominable comes out. I I think we're we're gonna take that week off for box office preview. I don't see much to preview. Quite honestly, it's gonna be a pretty run of the mill animated movie. Um, mm. But Yeti, I just I don't think we'd have much of an episode to get into. I don't think there's much to it. If you have kids and you need something to take them to, you're gonna see it. If not, um, 
it's not a very adult heavy movie i don't think so uh we'll see uh after that is when it really gets interesting we got the joker which is probably going to be a supersize uh, uh box office preview into um with that as far as the reactions that have led up to that uh from some of the festival screenings uh there's already a lot of hot takes about joker <laughs> and about yeah. what the message is saying so a lot to get into uh we may have a little bit of a preview episode well, let's see. We're going to map out um, how much content we have on that, and we may break it down into two into two episodes. We'll see. Uh, but other than that, uh, figure on the next one being uh, the Joker uh, in two weeks. Uh, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of content coming up. We just recorded a Ripple Effect, uh, yeah. Carrie. So uh, if you need something to listen to next week, check that out. Uh, we're going to have a couple more Ripple Effects uh, coming up this year. Uh, we may see Movie Court. Uh, come back this year as well. So uh, we got a lot coming on. There's check out the Onstage Blog Podcast Network for all sorts of podcasts about movie, movie and theater. Uh, there's really if there's anything uh, about it that you want to listen to, we have it covered. Uh, no other place to go other than the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. Ken, what do you got to plug? What, you, what, what are you writing about? Oh, uh, nothing this week. Actually, well, that's not necessarily true. I might be doing a uh, little. Uh, rest in peace to uh, the movie ticketing service known as Movie Pass. Oh, which, you, were de- uh, you were devastated. Uh, well, a year ago, or maybe two years ago, I would have been devastated. Uh, now it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of going out with a whimper as opposed right. to a bang. Right. Um, so I, I, I wrote a little bit about that. I might tweak it a little bit and see how it looks. Um, next weekend, I'm going to Telluride, uh, Telluride by the Sea. Uh, which is in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I'm going to be seeing Ford versus Ferrari. Ooh, okay. And also uh, Marriage Story, which is uh, getting a lot of good buzz from Noah Baumbach and Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver in that mm-hmm. one. And then also uh, Motherless Brooklyn, uh, Edward Norton's movie coming out this fall. Oh so Br- Bring a pillow and a blanket yeah. for that. <laughs> so among other things. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to Ford versus Ferrari. I'll probably be writing about that uh, next week. So uh, you get that to look forward to. Yeah. So I, I may or may not be writing about my experience going to um, basically like a horror con. It was Connecticut Horror oh. Fest uh, that happened this weekend. Um, I did not really, I did not stick around. So like Tobin Bell from the Saw movies was there. Daniel yeah. Harris from Halloween 4 and 5 was there. One of the pinheads from Hellraiser was there. Um, So interesting show. I was delighted to um, find a lot of Halloween 3 fans there. Uh, (laughs) I wore wore my special Halloween 3 shirt um, there. And it sparked a lot of conversation amongst people who also feel it's underrated like I do. And uh, just delighted to finally find people that that think the same way I do on a very uh, cherished movie such as... uh, You found your people. That's nice. But, you know, I got some great merchandise there and uh, I did not get any autographs. I didn't. There was a um, there was a what do you call it, a session on saw, which I, I had to would have had to hang around for an hour um, there, which I just, you know, uh, I just didn't feel like doing. Uh, unfortunately, I heard the sessions weren't that good. They didn't really get into that depth. I probably could find, you know, o- online, basically, you know, mm. all the details stuff but interesting experience people i know i i say this all the time people love getting dressed up <laughs> you know i'm yeah, amazed at some they of these do. Costumes. i'm amazed at some of the detail in these costumes they wear but um so is this just a straightforward con or did they have like a 
Were they showing any movies at this? No movies. Yeah, it was just yeah. a con. Yeah, it was just they had a costume, con- a couple costume contests, and yeah, some panels and stuff. That's cool. Um, All right. Yeah, the I had to. Say, I mean, again, it was eighty bucks for Jigsaw's autograph. I'm just like Ooh. eighty bucks. Right, right. That's a lot, <laughs> you know, for just like a picture and an autograph. I don't know. I mean, some he was the most expensive. Daniel Harris is still like forty to fifty, which is a lot for like someone no most people have not heard of. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but check, I had a good time. So uh, if it's coming to a town near you, check it out. Okay, uh, right. let's see. That's what you've got to plug. I plug that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Ken, what's Ken your Twitter Jones handle? 81. Yeah, Ken Jones eighty one. Mine's Greggy333. Uh, check us out on Onstage Blog um, on screen. Also on Facebook. Uh, do you have a Twitter account yet? We're trying to start that up. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, uh, I got to get on that. Yeah, we have an email address onstagebop at gmail.com uh, feel free to ask us any questions that will be answered on the on the podcast you can send us see don't see any bonus questions or any general questions about the movies coming up if you have any joker questions you want us to answer uh, feel free to send them along we will read them on air um, just if you don't want your name disclosed just say don't disclose my name and we'll honor that and uh, and read your question nonetheless okay keep my uh, name out your mouth well yeah that's right all right, for Ken Jones, this is Greg Earhart. Uh, if you're going to the movies, uh, enjoy and, uh, and enjoy Ad Astra, or if you must go see it, enjoy Rambo Last Blood as well. And if you must, must go see it, enjoy <laughs> Down Abbey. <laughs> right, sure, sure, yeah. This is actually a bummer because I'm going to that festival. I'm not going to see Ad Astra until uh, I don't know when. Oh, okay. Well, so hmm. I'm going to be gone all weekend. Mm, that's a bummer. So, uh, all right. Uh, enjoy your time at the movies. So, see you in two weeks. Adios.